and welcome to the 34th episode of The First Exchange with me, your host, Lydia Daydal. Well, what can I say? I don't even want to talk about it. What is going on at the moment? We are in the midst of chaos. Um, but the next hour or so is a, a welcome break from the madness that's social media and media and newspapers and all the bits. So listen, without further ado, let's let's roll on and, and uh, talk about the, the guests that we have on for today's show. Well, keeping with the theme of um, Irish athletes, um, I had a wonderful, wonderful professional athlete in with me today, um, Irish boxer, Gary Cully. Um, Great to get him in. Um, As you will hear shortly, we had a great chat about um, his journey in boxing, um, goals, visualisation, what he wants to achieve, his family, um, and obviously coming off the back of um, such a fantastic Irish title win um, in in Belfast a couple of weeks ago, uh, first round stoppage, it was just an electric night, electric fight, and people are still talking about it uh, weeks later. Um, so it was really great to get him in and to uh, to pick his brain. And I know I say it all the time when I when I, I know we've we've a varied uh, guest that sits on the seat here for the first exchange, but um, when I do have uh, fighters in, more than often or uh, uh, not, I've interviewed them before with Fight Connect TV. Um, but it's always a short window, three five minutes um, after a fight, where you're kind of adrenaline's going and you're just getting a quick couple of words. So it's always really good to sit down and um, kind of delve into the mind of a fighter. I find fighters fascinating, so really good to get Gary in. Um, So without further ado, I will let you enjoy the 34th episode of The First Exchange. But before I do, very, very quickly, I know I said it the last couple of weeks on the podcast, we have just launched our new Patreon. Um, And we would be so grateful um, if you were in a position to support uh, the podcast on our Patreon. Please go to um, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and click the link. It's a link tree link. It'll bring you straight through. Um, to where you can donate. The donations have been used to keep this podcast afloat and to grow it. With your help, we can continue to grow um, this podcast. And if you enjoy it, then what better way to show us that you enjoy it than going to support the Patreon. Um, It is as little as five euro. And if you saw me in a pub and you would buy me a pint for, you know, well done, Lydia, the podcast is doing brilliant. Let me buy you a pint. And then please... uh, show your appreciation and head to our Patreon now. Um, But enough of that, I will move along and let you all enjoy the 34th episode of The First Exchange with professional boxer Gary Cuddy. Episode 34, welcome Gary Cuddy. How are you? I'm great, how are you doing? Good, yeah, good, confused. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Let's not even start talking about that. Do you know what? It's actually, now that I'm in here, I'm so like relieved and oh, also stop. delighted to be having a chat with someone in like real life. Yeah, and just something different, isn't it? That yeah. I've been talking about for the last two weeks. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is your head wrecked? Like my head is absolutely wrecked. Yeah, wrecked and confused and mm. you don't know what's going on really, do you? Yeah. You don't know what's going on with shows, with, yeah. with life in general. So yeah. it doesn't really feel real the last, the last week, I'd say. It definitely doesn't. It's hard to get. Past. I'm very um, like, I think it's a coping mechanism. But when when shit goes wrong in my life, I tend to just go, okay, so where are we now? Logic. I kind of get yeah. a little bit logic. Yeah. I don't do panic. I don't do hysteria. I'm like, kind of, how can I get out of this? 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit weird now. Like, there's like, no way of you getting over, is there? Like, it's no. We're it's, all just we're stuck all together. In like, we're yeah. in it. Yeah, we're in it. I'm just trying to keep. You just have to keep busy, don't you? And try and keep some sort of routine. And yeah, the, the routine routine is hard. Yeah. We were talking yeah. as we were walking in here. with talking about like your training and stuff like that. You're you're trying to keep active. Yeah, I'm keeping it like a structure to two a day. Yeah. Now I know. I have a fight schedule for the 25th of April, which probably more than likely won't go ahead, but yeah. I'd like to keep a structure of two a day just so I mm-hmm. don't go demented. Like, yeah. um, keep boxing, keep running. Look, it's an opportunity for me to get fitter and stronger mm-hmm. and improve in certain areas as well. So I'm not taking it all as a negative, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, it is. It's it's confusing Like at the same time. Definitely. So now you train under uh, Pete Taylor. Mm-hmm. So what's what's the kind of process with Pete now? Is he like giving you some stuff to work on? You know. Yeah, so I train under Pete and then Niall obviously helps me out as yeah. well. Niall Barrett, who yeah. I've been with from the start as well. So Pete's sending programs into our WhatsApp group. We have a WhatsApp group with everybody in it and he's sending the running sessions and I'll do my strength then with Niall and uh, he's sending bag sessions and stuff but obviously there's no partner work or nothing like it's not yeah. only we can't be in the gym but you can't do pads you can't do touching people partner work mm. any of that so yeah it's awkward but we'll get through it and I'll be a better boxer at the end of it as well absolutely it's, and it's a weird thing isn't it like it, it, with all of this that's going on there's sort of like um a weird well for me there's sort of this weird shift where you kind of now realize how important other people are to like your your day yeah <laughs> you know? and it kind of is like it's a blessing as well it makes makes people slow down doesn't it and reset yeah. at the same time and and you have to spend time with family and blah blah, blah. so yeah it's not all that bad like yeah it is not it's an, obviously there's going to be a, a certain amount of debts and mm. it's 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 sad times but it, it's going to make everybody i think reset and, and reevaluate as well yeah yeah, absolutely. Anyway, let's, let's get stop the, the Corona yeah. chask. No, this is a, a <laughs> coronavirus-free zone, I promise you, from here on in. <laughs> your, your listeners are safe. Um, but listen, uh, let, let's obviously go back to a couple of weeks ago, um, Irish lightweight title, huge. Yeah, mental, still huge, mental. Still, still mental. trying to get my head around that, let alone yeah. what's going on now. But yeah, no, what a night. Yeah, what a nice. Unreal. I'm glad now that you're here and we get to like talk about it in detail because anytime I do speak to you, it's like, you know, five, ten minutes. It's yeah, a quick chat. After. There's loads of people around. Your, your, your adrenaline's gone, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, let's, like, people will look at, you know, the headlines. Gary Cully wins Irish Lightweight title and they'll go, oh, fair play to me. We won a fight last night. Mm. Tough fight. But they don't really get to take on board the sacrifice that has gone into in. the years, not only as a professional, but back when you started in the amateur ranks. Yeah, they literally only reminded me of that on Paddy's Day. I put up an Instagram post. <laughs> did you see it? Yeah, it did. Like, oh my God. <laughs> the little head on you. Oh my God. That's yeah, why but... I said to you, you haven't changed. But you know what? Like, since then, like, that's my first time traveling abroad at 15 years of age and it just brought me back to that experience yeah. again I've started that since then like yeah. representing Ireland since mm. since 14, 15 like and the journey has just been mad yeah mad. What, what, is, what was that like as a 14 year old 15 year old it was like I kind of not that I left school I finished school I did my leaving cert but the high performance was my like you have your mates in school and all, but the high performance was my my friend group and mm. it was lads from all around the country and we we ended up on camps around the world together. So that was my life from yeah. from fourteen fifteen. Explain to our listener the high performance. What is it? 
it's in Dublin and, and who gets to, to be a part of the high performance team? So the high performance is usually the national champions every year, whether that's junior, youth or senior. Mm-hmm. And usually they bring in the number twos then as well. So um, all the number ones and twos will spar, blah, blah, blah. There'll be European championships coming up, whatever, and they'll pick a team then off that. And mm. So it's essentially the national squad wow. and based in Dublin. Amazing. So yeah, that was me. It was my first time getting on there when it was 14, 14, 15. I lost my first seven national finals. So this hasn't been just like I woke up and I was some whiz kid, like, and yeah. I was winning, winning Irish <laughs> titles off the bat. Like, um, 11, I entered my first unboxing since I'm seven, and the whole way up. Um, everybody was, oh yeah, he's going to do this, he's going to win this, win that. And the first year I got to the national final. And uh, I got beaten. Wow. By Luke Thomas, who was a great friend of mine, actually. Now we yeah. travelled the world together. But uh, yeah, then boy two entered the champ. Got I won all my my Kildare championships, Leinster championships. Got to the final by one, lost. Reset by two, Kildare's Leinster's final by two, lost. Did that Cadet final to go to the Europeans, lost in the final. So the only the first four fights I lost were all national finals. Wow. And eventually I was like, oh my God, is this for me? Like, or, Yeah. Like, and do you know what? There was a guy, we were great friends. There was two of us, we were like touted the whole way up. John McDonough was his name. He boxed out of Ballymun. I boxed at 39 kilos and he boxed at 36 kilos. And everybody kept saying, the two of these lads are going to be brilliant when they're 11. Yeah. We were at 9 and 10 at the time. So he entered 36 kilos, I entered 39. He always fought the fight before me. So he'd win, I'd win, he'd win, I win, he'd win, I win. And the national final boy won. I was warming up down the stadium in the corner. He lost on a count back. And I was kind of getting in the ring going, oh my God, what am I going to do now? Yeah. He's after losing. And I ended up losing. I took that on as a superstition then. No every, every, way. Every time he lost, I'd be getting in the ring going, I can't win this fight now. No. He's after losing. <laughs> and did you end up with losing? I eventually broke it. In like yeah. fight three, I think he lost in a in a Michael Andrews final or something. Yeah. And I ended up winning the final. And it was like, great, that's that broken. Yeah. And then I went on. By four, I won the nationals. And I won. I went on and won six then. No on way. On the trot. Would you um would you put down the loss with like when you're saying like oh no he's after losing I'm after losing like the superstition of it like taken away from the superstition would you be able to recognise that now as like the mental side where you I were like only in on the last yeah I okay, bottled yeah. it the whole I, I wouldn't be able to tell you that back then yeah but like there was guys literally boy two Irish final I lost six five to a guy from Belfast. I entered the cadets two weeks later, drew him in the quarter final and stopped him in the second round. Wow. So like it was just literally national final was just like, oh shit. Yeah. And it, and the sta- it was the only time the stadium was ever busy and so I just kind of couldn't deal with the nerves at the time. Yeah. And uh, yeah. But Do you know what? It's so weird like hearing you talk like that about that time and then you realise that you're like 13, 14, 15 when all this is going on. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> this the thing. is very young. Like, it's yeah. so young. That's the thing when like, you know, I'm kind of like slightly fascinated about like the the well with boxing obviously, but the especially the amateur ranks in boxing in Ireland. I mean, mm. I'm sure like every country has it or whatever, but particularly in Ireland because it's close to home. But how like these young men and women have gone out and have started since seven, eight, nine, and have uh, reaped the rewards of a win, mm. big win, big titles, and then also having to deal with the like the devastation of a loss at such a young age. Like it was my from. From an early age, it was my life. 
Yeah. So getting to it, like when I used to get to national finals and lost in the national final at 11 and an older fella say, look, you're only a kid, blah, blah, you learn from it. But I cried my eyes out for yeah, days, like, you know, yeah, 11 yeah, years of age yeah, and you're yeah. crying for weeks about it. Like, yeah. But it's only, they, they always said then, look, the, your juniors and your youths is just apprenticeship until yeah. you turn senior and you never realise that until you actually do go senior you think it's the end of the world literally the end yeah. of the world I used to lose a club show and cry my eyes out like, no just, way I'm just a winner like but I, I used to hate losing like I just hate losing that is like I mean what was your mum like at that time Cause my like, mum seeing me fight in the national final boy one was our first time to see me fight and ever since then we had a little camcorder we yeah. used to video the fight she'd watch them after no she way. never came and then when the term professional then she started coming again yeah what, what did she tell you why she didn't want at the time was it just like just her boy getting hit isn't yeah. it like, yeah yeah, yeah 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 and you know what it's funny when you're saying like when the losses when you went home and you were crying and stuff I think about myself I don't have kids but like I, I try and envision myself with kids and it's that thing of you know the benefits that it's going to have because obviously I've worked in, in combat sports but then also you see your 11 year old crying because mm. I'm like it's okay son you yeah, don't ever yeah. have to go back there again <laughs> but I'm so glad it happened now that absolutely, I didn't win all these finals I'm, absolutely yeah. I'm glad I lost the final in, at 11 and at 12 and like how much have I learned from that only yeah. now I'm learning from it you know yeah yeah so uh yeah, if I had a one and just been boom, boom, boom the whole way up, like yeah, I'm, I'm glad I've got the losses and I've learned from the losses. Can we talk about that comment that you made just a couple minutes ago where you said I'm a winner? Yeah, right. And this is something I find really fascinating. Right in that, um, professional athletes, professional fighters, what is it that takes someone to be elite level? Like. Is it a desire to be to want to win ahead of everyone else, to be better than other people? Is it the testing of yourself? Like, where does it sit for you? Like, what what gives you the burning desire to be great? Yeah, winning, mm. winning is just it's just the best feeling. Like, it's um, yeah, I suppose when when you've but you put your life into it and you train so hard as well. But like, it's just seeing how many great fighters are out there like I see the Lomachenko's and mm. the to to be ranked up among them and be better than them and be with with them like it's just it's just a, a hunger to get there mm. and I suppose it's something I've done all my life so it's all I know so it's something that I take pride in mm. I'm a perfectionist and I want to learn and I want to perfect it as well so when, when you get in and, and you win the fights and things that you're working in the gym start coming off like it shows you that just just up in levels because I know I'm I'm three years a pro now and I'm not near the Gary Cully now would stop the Gary Cully that turned pro mm. three years ago you know so just improving I'm addicted to improving as well and yeah. seeing how far I can get mm-hmm. like just testing myself and seeing how good I really am like I think I'm I, I am what I am but it's just testing myself and seeing am I actually yeah. and I believe I am but mm. I want to be tested I don't understand the fighting journeymen for 15 and 20 fights mm. and not like you know you can beat them so step up and see where you're actually at and if you step up like Joe did in in, in the Irish title fight yeah. with me stepped up and realised he wasn't there fair enough reset like he takes no, no he, it doesn't uh, his stock probably rises I know it was a it was a first round knockout or whatever but he comes back and gets a couple of wins and mm. he can pick up that Irish title himself you know that loss won't look all so bad yeah. in, in two three years time do you know what it I said it to um, 
I think it was a, a piece a partner Karen that I said to um after your fight I was like I just looked at her and I was like I I haven't experienced that electricity in a boxing arena mm. in I can't remember how long like there was it was with MMA because it's so fast facing the gloves are so small different thing, you, you, there's a lot of first round stoppages and knockouts and different bits but in boxing you know, they're not that common. No, no, Do you know no. what I mean? They're yeah. really, especially not in that kind of a display. In a 50-50 fight as well. Exactly, yeah. where like both have been, and, and it was 50-50. Like I always have a little walk around before um, uh, events that I'm at and I kind of, I'm listening to the, the punters. I'm asking like, what, who do you think? What do you reckon on that fight? And for your fight, everyone was saying 50-50, Joe, oh, Gary, can't, you know what I mean? It really was split yeah, yeah, down yeah, the yeah. middle. And the electricity of being ringside I was sat next to um, I was in the kind of media row in the front row and I was looking over and like Jamie and Mick Conlon and their dad Johnny and like they were on the fence as well you know like there was like experts and like professional fighters high level where everybody was on the fence that and it was yeah. kind of like a proper battle arena as well because all your crew were mm. on one side, all their crew was on another side. And I knew he was going, obviously he's from Belfast, but I knew yeah. they're, they're a close-knit community as well. Yeah. I knew he was going to have a lot there. And yeah. they were very, very passionate. Like, yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, but so are all your crew as well. Yeah, they're unreal, that, that's, <laughs> Oh, man, like you can't... That's why I do what I do. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like being in that atmosphere and seeing all those people come together and experiencing that, like... You know, it's mad how you can create something like that, isn't it? Like yes. two people, two fighters, yeah. but then like if me and Joe fought behind closed doors, that fight wouldn't have been mad you know? at all. Like yeah, it was, at and all. it was the whole. It was my first uh, like fight week build up, like press conference, and yeah. it was. I learned so much from that as well. It was the press conference was, uh, and it taught me a lot about about the fight and about Joe even beforehand. Yeah, because we were there Thursday and we did the press conference. He was asked a question and. He he gave like a little one line answer and yeah. was very very nervous and he we did a face to face and he shook hands at me and yet yeah, I said best of luck Joe like I had no bad blood the whole way up yeah. I said best of luck Joe walked away and then Friday then I seen all his mates come in for the weigh-in yeah and when they all come in then he kind of rose a little bit and the yeah. chest went, went down, down. Yeah. and his brother was behind him on the stage then and he threw the head in and. It showed me. That's when he lost the fight, like because I was like, "Right, you're doing that for your mates, but you wouldn't do that yesterday." Like, yeah, you know, that's interesting. And then we went to Nando's after, and there was a couple of us, and there was a fella filming. He's he's filming for a documentary. I mean, just following us and, yeah. and doing a bit of work. But um, it was me, my girlfriend, my coach, him, and uh, my brother. He came up with a group of 30 mates. We were walking into Nando's at the same time. And I let a little joke off saying, uh, "Oh, hold on till I go and get my crew. I'll be back in a minute." And uh, we walked in, we had a Nando's whatever, and then I heard a story that Joe went back to his manager then later that night and said, oh, uh, I seen him in Nando's and he, he got frightened and said, let me go get my crew. I said, it wasn't like that at all. Like, I was trying to play it off as a joke. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah, it was good learning curve, that whole that whole build up the fight week, learning how we changed from mm. from Thursday to Friday. I seen the, the nerves and... yeah. But you know what? That kind of is a, a testament to your character as well, Gary. Because um, you're uh, from from knowing you in, in the last couple of years and getting to interview you, like you're very observant. Mm. Anyway, yeah, do you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? So I imagine in those moments you're you're soaking in kind of all of that kind of stuff and and taking bits from it and how you can you know apply it to 
Yeah, well, like you can see, you can even see in the video of the face-off on the way in that when the minute he throws his head in, like I smile. I, yeah. I was like, right, that's it. He's broke now. Like that's him done. <laughs> so like he lost the fight the day beforehand doing that. I was like, right, here we go. Do you know what? It's you know? so, like so, it literally like it never gets old. The no, like the tension away. I don't understand that tension that away yeah, either. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like it's like a mad, mad yeah. thing. Like I always ask all of you, like, what is that like? You know? I like, always, always be respectful for. Yeah. Like the two years are getting in, and you know. I put up the video that night also and his brother commented on it and it was an Instagram video and I said um, I'll meet you tomorrow night for a drink I commented on it yeah. and he commented yes of course son if you're fit to stand and I said like we're all here for a job and to entertain people but at the end of the day you want to get home so, like I, the first thing I wanted after I knocked Joe out was is he okay like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know so I'll always be respectful, mm. and they don't. You're gonna shake hands the next day after you fight. So what's the story with all this head and yeah, you, like come on, like I yeah. don't know. I'll never be one of them. Like I'll never be one of them. I might get a bit mouthy, but I won't be fucking throwing hands and heads yeah. that way. And <laughs> fuck that. Brilliant. So it was like fair play to you. It was a, it was a great night and a memorable night. I won't forget that and and no. anytime soon. No, it's, and, and it's deadly that oh, like I won't obviously, but. It was me who was in the fight, but like all my mates and all are still buzzing about it, like, yeah. and it's been two yeah, months ago, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, what is that like when, like, there's a very common uh, or a very uh, well known saying, I'm paraphrasing now, um, but uh, it's like a meme, it's now a meme, but it's like, um, if you supported, you know, people on the internet as much as you, su- yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, if yeah, you yeah. supported your friends as much as support people on the internet celebrities like where would we be in the world mm. and that's something that I've definitely taken on board for myself mm-hmm. um, like with people even to, to having an interest in what you're doing if it's not if it's outside of the realms of normality we'll say mm-hmm. so it's a very I think when you're when you um uh, have your own business or you work for yourself or you're a fighter I imagine um, it's, it's it can be quite lonely because you're sort of on your own little journey mm. and not a lot of people will understand what it's like for you then to have this group of like you know like a crew as we say like they're oh, just mad, every they? time they fight like it's really really cool like do yeah, you know what I mean like yeah. I love getting the camera out because they always play up to the camera and stuff like that as well yeah. but what is that like to, to have that support yeah it's class like, like you said not many people will will understand like you know so yeah we're very my estate is like a close community like yeah. we all know each other and it's nice your family nice, nice, yeah, nice yeah yeah, yeah. an estate called sarto um sarto road so once when when somebody's doing well they do they get behind you and yeah. i've had support from not even only as a professional from being 15 16 and fighting mm-hmm. for ireland like i remember coming back from winning the europeans when i was 17 and uh we drove around the corner there was posters the whole road was out like it was a parade and we and we fucking <laughs> and we escaped me and I hated the camera at the time and hated yeah. stuff like that I'd never done any media or any and I was like oh my god like just went red and <laughs> no. didn't like it at all really? didn't like it at all yeah but like that's that's the community I'm in like yeah. so yeah no, can you understand deadly. why they would do that though yeah 100% yeah. I would do it for for somebody now as well you know yeah. so yeah. it's just getting older and, and maturing a bit as well I think yeah. and like um it's a lovely quality that Irish people have in, in that getting behind your own and we yeah. kind of celebrate other people's success like fighters like yourself like the way Connor did when he went to UC mm-hmm. we celebrated 
as our own as almost. it's your success as it's your success yeah, yeah, exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah like I've always that's what I've said from the start as well like I'm looking forward to having me community and I've always had Nice as well and now since the um, Irish title fight Kildare County Council have mm. said they're going to put uh, they're going to do some night to uh, to recognise the, the achievement or whatever wow amazing But which is great but like I've always said from the start I'm looking forward to getting on to the, like, like the Conor McGregor the world level and mm. having like because Irish are mad like and I'm yeah. looking forward to a fight in, in Las Vegas and getting like yeah. you know, imagine having five ten thousand Irish over in Vegas like you know that yeah. that kind of feeling whereas like I know what it feels like to have what 150 to Belfast yeah but I want to take that um, to the next level and do, do you know it. those scenes where like at the is it the MGM in Vegas yeah where like you know there's like the there's always uh, videos of uh, like people coming down the escalators and then they're coming down into the the like foyer area and it's just filled with screaming fans yeah, yeah, just yeah. like that's something where like for the for the fighter who they've traveled for that must be just like, like imagine being you're the one that's responsible for like 10,000 Irish people taking over Vegas for a weekend yeah. like you know yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. absolute green jerseys everywhere yeah. like it'd be absolutely crazy yeah. and to be the reason why they're there like mm. you know just to be there and supporting someone like imagine being at a McGregor fight and how that would feel Yeah. but then to be him yeah that, exactly like, you know and exactly. they're all there for you it's crazy that's Let's, what dreams are made of it is absolutely let's talk about visualisation because um, it's a, one of the first things that I noticed when um, when I had interviewed you before is when you spoke about visual vis, visualization. Yes. And you uh, said something really poignant um, when you won the title during our interview. Um, it's on Fight Connect TV for anyone that wants to watch it back after the podcast. Um, but you said, um, "I've seen all this before. Mm. I visualized all this, holding this belt, this interview, the Vaseline that went on my face before walking out of the ring. I've seen it all before." Yeah. So. I was comfortable and, and in the moment. Yeah, explain that to me. Yeah, it's it's a massive part for me. Of that's what I've done from. I don't know how I learned it or how it came about, but mm-hmm. just the people around me, I suppose. And I'm, I'm trying to, like, even the day of the fight, we walked down at twelve o'clock. With as soon as the ring went up, I walked into the ring, shadow box for two, three minutes in the ring, and I knew that would be the difference. Like at, at that sort of at the level, I I knew that he wasn't doing that. Yeah. Um, so just being down and coming, walking into the change room, sitting on the chair for five minutes, shadow boxing in the mirror, just just so it's, because it might not be a shock, but you've never been there before, like so mm. it's different than it's like going and sleeping in your own bed and then sleeping in a hotel bed, you know? Yeah. It's never the same sleep you get, like so. Yeah. Yeah, visualization as well. I suppose um, I use flotation pods. Mm-hmm. Um, sleeve and Ace have. They've been on board with me from from day one as well, so they helped me out. And uh, yeah, just going to bed at night and just taking time, just taking five ten minutes mm-hmm. to uh, just to know what's gonna right, the referee's gonna come over like we do the Friday before the fight, the week before, like say your last spar, even go in the corner, put your gum shields in, pretend there's a referee, there's someone else in the corner, check your gloves, come out to the middle of the ring, lads who want to clean fight, blah blah, touch gloves, then go back and then do your spar. Mm-hmm. Just so it's you're getting used to being in that fighting, fighting spirit, you know, or that fighting uh, mentality. So yeah, and even goals wise, like the whole way the the fashion in which which the fight ended, mm. like I remember as an amateur going to competitions, 
if your goal would be to win the competition, say, but when I was going to competitions, we used to up our goals to best boxer of the tournament. Mm. So if you get best boxer of the tournament, you're going to get that, you're going to reach that goal and you're obviously going to win yeah. as well. So I remember coming up to the Europeans was the, actually the first time we ever used visualisation. Um, it was best boxer award. I was going over there to win best boxer award, but like, I go back on that now all the time talking to people about it and going over in the airport and stuff and even the Irish coaches at, at times like thought everybody was going to lose. I had the gold medal in my pocket before I went over like mm. and it was I remember I was it was for 16 and 17 it was the age and I was 16 at the time or 17 and 18 I was the year younger anyway and the captain of the team was uh, a year older and we were out for our last running session the week before and he was talking about, oh yeah, where are we going? Find a nice nightclub for when we all lose out here and all this. And I was going, are you fucking serious? Like, you're mm-hmm. the captain of this team. And yeah. So uh, I ended up rooming up with Kurt Walker because Kurt was on the same mission as me and the two of us ended up the only two medals, gold and silver. Wow. So uh, yeah, just being separated from people like that as well, I think. And yeah. People can drag you down. I think, like, he was the team captain and there was younger lads on that team and mm. he probably dragged a couple of them, oh, when we all lose, and they're listening to him going. Yeah. So I think you have to kind of separate yourself as well and mm-hmm. know, be aware of who's around you. And, like, I knew he was a fucking... Yeah. Would you take you know? that into everyday life as well, that kind of mindset of um, being aware of maybe the toxic, ne- negative people that are surrounding you? Yeah, all the time. I try to be as much as I can. Now, sometimes you can get caught up with it as well. and mm-hmm. and But I always do try and reset and you have to be aware because you can get dragged down fairly mm-hmm. easy, even people you're hanging around with and who you spend your time with. Like. Yeah. So I do, I try to... Uh, I probably do isolate myself anyway. Like, um, <laughs> <laughs> There's a meme where it's like a little thing, and it's like when you suddenly, what is it? When you suddenly realise that you've been self quarantining, your <laughs> life is basically self quarantining. I like, was like, yes, I can. I'm totally self isolating a long time now. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I see the people in my house, I see the gym, and yeah. the lads in the gym, and that's it. And um, tell me, uh, do you find it quite lonely? No, uh, I suppose I have a girlfriend that that understands and yeah. um it, it's it is very helpful like the whole the whole time over for the Irish title fight was obviously February 1st so um yeah. she, I didn't know Christmas really obviously I yeah. was in camp so she gave up her Christmas as mm-hmm. well she didn't know Christmas either no nights out now obviously she could have went out but she knew what I was doing and yeah so it's 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 very good to have an understanding partner as well mm-hmm. and um she she grew up in a kickboxing background, so she knows. No, no way. Yeah, yeah, Deadly. yeah. So she competed up until eighteen or nineteen. That has so, to be important. Yeah, like I she can't imagine having like a partner in that for anyone that had some that they couldn't understand that like you know a Saturday night out is not where we're at. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, that, like, like it's very hard. I've been in relationships in the past where it's just not. Yeah. Like, and and it's not like it's hard for for. Another, for your partner to understand as well because it's it's very different than your standard relationship, yeah. you know. So um yeah, I'm just glad that that we found her. Like she's yeah. um she's come from that background so she understands and, and we work well. So it's no it's not lonely, like she's she's yeah. a great help show at all as well. And then I think you realise in like times like this when you're on a little kind of mission and you have your people around you that are kinda, you know, your people that everything else, nothing really matters. No, you, you don't really need need that outside mm-hmm. stuff either. Yeah, I have a team. We've the lads up in the gym. 
who I see every day of of Niall back and Nace. Yeah. And my family, but like when you when you're working towards a goal, like you don't care about who's out on a Friday night mm. in the pub and what you're missing out on and like my circle is quite small but yeah. I, I like it that way, like, you know. It's funny, I like I um I enjoy talking to people who like this is why I love doing the podcast because it's people who are on many different paths but yeah. they're all have we've all seemed to got the one thing in common where like we've set out to achieve something yeah so you, lo- you have go. that drive like you know yeah yeah exactly and I, I never understand where someone's like you know like something happens and they can't go out on the weekend or something i know oh, i was planning on going out it's like is that all your mm-hmm. life that that's all you're aspiring strange, for in life it? like that you're just trying to get to the end of the week mm-hmm. to go out and do this like yeah. Like, I don't understand. I've never understood that mentality, you no, know? No, I haven't ever been a big drinker or a big party goer either. Yeah. So um, uh, I never got into that routine. But yeah. e- even when this started, this whole quarantine, self-isolation, blah, mm-hmm. blah, um, like I put, I've not had no official news, but it's probably put that fight off on April yeah. 25th. But my goal is to be world champion in, in two mm-hmm. years' time. So it doesn't really make that much of a difference to me I'll be out of a pocket from a fight person Mm. uh, whatever but my goal remains the same you know I Mm. know there's a lot less unfortunate people out there that are losing jobs and stuff but like my goal remains the same Mm -hmm. so the the end goal is to be a world champion at whatever stage that is so a fight in in six weeks it puts me back but it doesn't uh, doesn't change the goal yeah that's meant that's a a, a, um, a view into your mentality alone mm. the fact that you're a lot of people because of, of what's happening um are fixated with the media fixated with instagram what's happening you know feeding into the kind of fear mongering that's going around yeah like this and i pandemic. do understand that like because i probably am feeding into social media more myself now yeah. and getting a bit paranoid a bit worried but at the same time you have to keep yeah if you have a goal forward. like if you're Absolutely. especially if you're like a self-employed or an entrepreneur or yeah. a young fighter like you have to keep your goal is your goal you know yeah in terms of growing up who were the boxers that you aspired to be like who 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 did you imitate uh, prince or nassim yes <laughs> me too legend for um, a long time i thought i was going to be prince nassim or marry him one or the other my my <laughs> first amateur coach used to kill me <laughs> in a in nice boxing club, I remember growing up nine and ten, like watching Prince Nassim highlights, and I used to go in and take like be sticking my tongue out of people and sparring at ten years of age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's where I started off him, and then I took bits from Roy Jones yeah, and Floyd amazing. Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather is my favorite ever, but I, I um started off watching Prince Nassim. Yeah. Hands behind the back stuff. That's where I got me me probably based my style off with the hands down. Really, yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, and then, yeah, Floyd Mayweather, obviously genius. Yeah. Try to learn as much as you can as him. As for current fighters, Errol Spence, I love. Yeah, Of course, Stevenson, unreal. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any, yeah. And is there, is there anyone out there right now, like big names who you consider have made it that you look at and go, I want to fight him? Yeah, Shakur Stevenson. Yeah. Yeah, we've, I remember sparring Shakur in a hotel room in... Russia in 2000 and Jesus Christ 2013 or something and um, we were all at multi nations and me and me and Jacor that tr- that picture that I put up the other day America yeah. were at that Jacor was at that no way I was 52 kilos he was 50 kilos 
and the American fellas and the Irish fellas were having bets saying Gary would be him no, and they were going no Shakur would be him <laughs> and uh, he was the way below me at the time he beat Jason McKay from Ireland but um, ever since then then we met again uh, in Russia a couple of years after he was the way below me still we sparred in the hotel room we still had that little bit of oh he'd be him no he'd be him so <laughs> now he's world champion so I want to work my way up and, and we've, we've, we still be in contact and I say look yeah. Let's let's make some money in a couple of years, you know. Yeah. That can yeah. be a mega for you. Did you did he did you repost something did a screenshot or something? Yeah, he he congratulated me on the Irish title win. That's right. And yeah, I, I said that, yeah. let's keep going and make some money in Vegas in a couple of years and he said, Yeah, let's work so Henri, that's the yeah. beauty of the sport as well, isn't it? That you can grow up and people then that you 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 idolise or you look not not even idolise, but you look at and you go, Wow, they've done what I want to do or they're yeah. making waves and then you get an opportunity but you know what like people don't get the whole business side of boxing either mm. like me and him I'm 24 he's 23 maybe mm. um, now I'm a, I'm a fan of his like but we can build that fight from now to yeah. be to be a mega fight in 3-4 years time Yeah, and there needs to be no animosity or bad mm. blood there like both of us know what's going on here like yeah. from now I think and I think Shakur is smart enough that both of us know now what is going on here we can build this to be massive you know yeah. whereas people just think there always needs to be needle and bad blood and like yeah. I just want to make money and he's the man to make money off <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, yeah. so like it makes sense yeah. in, a, in a business sense it makes sense so um, yeah I think he's clever too and, and yeah. everybody loves the America versus Ireland and you're that in, a, you're, you're in, absolutely, and you're in uh, a state of privilege as well with being signed to MTK because you've seen the shows that they can do mm. or the fights that they can put together. So stuff like that, that that's a, a very, very close reality. Realistically, it's realistic. Yeah, yeah you know it's not. I mean? It's not. Um, it's not impossible. It can genuinely happen if I yeah. keep winning. He keeps winning. Yeah, and like he's. It's featherweight, super featherweight now, but he's big. He'll step up. Like it is a genuine one. If we if we keep going on the path we're on, that we will. Yeah. Almost definitely meet. Like. Absolutely. That's, so that's an one. interesting one. We will chop this bit right, and then we'll like I'll sell this to Sky Sports in yeah, like yeah, three yeah. years. <laughs> <laughs> it was here. He spoke about it. <laughs> There's the visualization for you now. Yeah, absolutely, Watch. absolutely. You better bring me with you when this is going I'm, on. Right? Connect will be over. Yeah. I'm going to go home visualizing. That's a this promise. <laughs> yes. I'd shake your hand, but we're in there. Oh, no, we're in. No. in <laughs> I have sanitizer in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely have hand sanitizer somewhere. Oh, oh crazy times. <laughs> um, obviously, to go back to your. I was coming out of the car park trying to open the fucking door at my elbows. <laughs> <laughs> your man came down. He was looking at me. I was like, oh, yeah, open that door for me. <laughs> Sorry, go on. <laughs> we promised the listeners no more Corona chat. Uh, the Rona, everyone's oh, calling it the stop. Rona. Um, but to talk, go back and talk about your mum as well. In that time period where from going to um, not wanting to go to your fights or watching them back to now, like has she ever said to you or when you won the title, like is there any kind of prominent moments or, you know, she's obviously massively proud of you. Mm. But I, I'm coming from the perspective of how difficult it must, must be for a parent 
to see their child chase their dreams and those dreams are that they're a fighter. Mm. You know what I mean? In that, what you're saying is she just didn't want to see her baby getting punched in the yeah. head, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like we're very close. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just me, my sister and, and my ma in the house. So my brother moved out four or five years ago. So me and my ma are very alike as well. So we yeah. fucking kill each other a lot. Like, yeah. um, and it's just me... And my sister and her, like I said, so, um, yeah, she's proud. She's mm. she, and I know because of the relationship we have, I know she's proud. But we're we're that close that we don't need that. Um, like we're almost like best friends, you know. Yeah. So it's a yeah, it's a mad it's a mad relationship because of like I said, my brother moved out. It was just me, her, and my sister. Um, we went through a lot as well. Obviously, her her cancer, but before that as well. It's, um, my dad isn't around, so mm. um, me, me, myself, um, sorry, my ma and my dad went through a lot of uh, of shit as well in mm. the past. So we've been through a lot together. So we we know how close we are. Where we don't need. I've always promised her that I'm going to what I'm going to do. What I'm going to do, and mm. I'll she'll be financially secure because she's worked hard for me and my brother and my sister for a long time, and she still does. So I'm still living at home as well, you know. So I try to help out as much mm. as I can, but. I'm obviously only stepping up the ranks now as well, so she's been, she's been there for me by herself, yeah. um, and me, my brother and my sister also. So we've always made that promise that when I'm in a position that my first goal in in boxing is to pay my ma's house off. Wow. Um, and after that I'll be happy then build my own house. But yeah, yeah, my ma, my ma's been through a lot with with not only she's she's beaten cancer, but then mm. she's been through a fucking marriage of twenty years that was toxic as well. So mm. she's still only she's still only recovering from that now. Yeah. And, and then she was out of that a year. My dad was moved out a year and a half, two years, mm. and um, she diagnosed with cancer then. So she's been through a lot, you know. Wow. Um, that's that's where I get my strength for. Well, that's tough on you as well, you know. Yeah, yeah. The mm. whole way up, we've been. Ah, uh, we were. Um, like I would have been close to me dad obviously mm. uh, younger but you don't really know what's going on when you're young up until probably 16 I didn't really catch a grip with what was going on yeah and then um, but that's six, uh, 16 I realised but it's going on from from like I actually asked me Matt a question the other night was, was there ever a time my dad was was actually alright like mm. and she said no there was never a time so it's from me and my brother are, are like in nappies She's been going through this, and only when my brother's two years older, so he got to sixteen, he started realizing. Then I got to sixteen, and I'd say, if me and my brother didn't grow up and realize, me ma probably be still, still probably stuck in in a in toxic marriage. So, do you know what? That's, we're lucky. You're 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 so lucky, and um, <clears throat> the fact that you're able to even uh, have that conversation says mm. quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the fact that you were able to even say to your mom in that, like, look back and ask questions about it, because it's so easy to just sink into um, a, a world of don't ask questions and yeah. just carry on and block it out, yeah, especially yeah. when it's something to do with your parents, mm-hmm. because the 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 emotion is so high and there's so much going on that we don't even know about. Yeah, do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah. Um, yeah, like. There's so, probably so much still that me and my brother never now. My sister's only nine. She probably mm. she got away. She got away. Luckily, um, <laughs> she didn't get. She didn't see much because me yeah. and my brother were already older, and we kind of didn't let her see that much. But um, 
yeah, there's probably a lot that me and my brother didn't see, and we did see a lot as well. Mm. But um, yeah, I've come to terms with it, and just being able to talk about it is is probably a a great yeah. thing too. Now I don't know. I've I've just come to probably only in the last two years come to be able to to speak about it. Like, mm. but um, was there yeah. ever anger? Did you ever have like an anger? Because we see that quite a bit with young men that mm. are in a situation like that, especially when it's related to um the father figure in the life and, and and if they have grown up without a father and different things we see traits of like anger that um builds inside them and leads them on to maybe not the best path yeah no i mean um i think as i grew up i like you say like i'm observant and i kind of i kind of evaluate things and i, I like to reflect mm. on things and i just came to terms with it and and accepted it mm. and once obviously it was a hard time when my ma was trying to get separated and get me out of the house and he wouldn't move out and none of us like the house was broken and the family was broken but when we got him out like um from then i just come to terms with it like i I haven't had a relationship with him in probably four or five years Mm. whereas my brother now he's two years older than me but he holds a lot of anger yeah he's still um no, I wouldn't say come to terms with it, but he if he's seen him on the street, like he'd feel like fucking tearing he, his head he, off. Yeah, like he's yeah. he holds a lot of anger. He can't speak to him. We go red, like he'll flip mm. out. Whereas I've come to terms with it now, and I'm able to speak about it. My brother wouldn't be able to sit here and have this conversation with you, like. Yeah. But he's been through the same as me, and I suppose people just deal with it differently, don't they? And mm-hmm. speaking about it works for me. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I'm just open about it, like you know. Yeah, and it's really refreshing, to be mm. honest, you know, to hear someone at your age, early 20s, to be able to talk about really deep things like that. Yeah, and, like, as much as you said, like, the people don't... People don't see the stuff that goes into the camp behind closed doors. I've been training from this mm. from from them seven, but they don't see the other side of it as well. Yeah. Like, you're, when you get into the ring, you're just, you're just a fighter, and that's all you are, you know? Mm. And even the people... I suppose around the town, Nice is it is big, but like everybody knows everybody, and it'll be quite well known in Nice. And whatever mm-hmm. people have a have um some sort of opinion on you or think they know about you, but nobody knows my story. Like you know, mm-hmm. people think they know, but nobody knows what you've what people have been through. That's yeah. why I'm always you just be nice to people, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because you yeah. don't know what other people have been through. Absolutely, and. Like when we look at, we'll say, um, you know, your your plan for where you want to go. Mm. A big part of, we'll say, being um, anyone in the public eye means that you're at some stage there is an opportunity for your personal life to yeah. be exposed yeah, or for yeah. people to ask questions about it. Mm. And it's why I do love the podcast. And again, uh, thank you for your honesty, honest, because yeah, it's good course, to be yeah. able to speak about it. But sometimes, as like we'll say, an interviewer, you might know, like, for example, I had known from interviewing before that your mum had cancer, mm. that, that she had gotten over it. And you want to ask about it because, one, it might be interesting for the the um, audience member to relate to it and go, oh, he's going through what mm. I'm going through or different bits. But also then you have to respect that there's it's someone's personal life. Yeah, there's you a lot of emotions I mean? behind that and stuff. Absolutely, as well, absolutely. So for you to have that sort of um, energy of, I like to be able to talk about it and it's good to speak about it, it just takes the 
uh, it gives you the power back. Yeah, and I think it's good for people to know your story as well and know yeah. that you're not just, oh yeah, like that guy that I was telling you about was following us for the documentary. He was asking mm-hmm. me what I wanted from it and stuff and I said, like, I don't want just a lead up to a fight. Oh yeah, he trains. Oh yeah, he mm-hmm. wins. You know, like it has to be, I want you to see what's going on in my life mm-hmm. and I suppose I'm an open book, like I, I will speak about things. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think... I think it works for me and it's good for, for people to to know your story as well, you know. And it, like you said, for younger people that might be going through it and, and mm. stuff like that as well to speak about it. Yeah. When your mum was going through cancer, did, or when, when she, she ended up coming at the end of it, did it make you um, have a, a new appreciation for life in any way? Yeah, well, it just makes you realise how quickly things can be taken like you know Mm -hmm. yeah your health is your wealth it makes you realize that first and foremost um because you can get caught up in life especially being in your 20s like you can get Mm -hmm. caught up in life and materialistic things and buying new cars and clothes and stuff but when people like that closer to you are sick or even this what's going on now like when people like that get sick and Mm -hmm. you see them like my mom went through 16 weeks of chemo and i've seen her going from like she had to give up everybody she never stops moving and mm. she couldn't move from the bed like and to see her see her sick and stuff was something yeah like i don't know the word to describe it. i can't think of a word to describe it, but it's not nice yeah mm. and it does make you it does make you realize and have a different kind of appreciation for life did you ever worry that she might not make it yeah big time yeah um mm. especially at the start and you know at the start the day we went up, I brought her up to get test results and I set out, her, my auntie was with her sister and uh, I set out in the car, I said, you was going because I knew when she was going in, like I knew it was going to be bad news. Mm. I just had a feeling and uh, yeah, they were two hours in there and then they rang me to come in and like at that at that time, you don't know mm. to the extent because they haven't done the test or blah, blah, it's just you have cancer. So it's a big fucking... Yeah, you know, and a, a nine-year-old sister at home, eight eight years old at the time, that didn't know what was going on, and mm. all of a sudden your mom's in bed, no hair, losing like losing weight. You know, it's it's it wasn't hard, it wasn't easy for her either. So mm. it was a challenging time for all of us, but um, we're we're closer because of it now. Yeah, we're close. Not saying Absolutely. not saying it was a good thing. Like obviously it's not, but yeah. like it did. It brought us closer as a family. Absolutely, and and having that safety of knowing that you have that family now that that have been through that that um you've come at the other end of it like mm. that that has a massive and will have a massive impact on how you see the world from yeah like it's security it. in a way as well isn't it like you yeah. know that you have you have support i suppose mm-hmm. um like even even i have a brother two years older than me we're like best mates as well we kill each other but like mm. like it's good to have someone so strong that he's went through yeah. that as well you know he's went through the exact same story i've went through mm-hmm. he might deal with it in different ways but like it's good to n- like he can relate to anything yeah. i'm i'm stressed about like he can relate to it. he's been through the same as i've been through and also i know it's not it hasn't been easy for my sister but she's going to mm-hmm. appreciate everything that's happened as well you know because it, it's made her stronger as well obviously at, at eight she obviously doesn't realize at nine she doesn't realize it yet but in 10 mm-hmm. years time Definitely, and she is so blessed to have two brothers that look yeah. out for her so much. Yeah, we try our best. Yeah, absolutely. Oh God, don't cry. It's like it's, there's a movie in this, right? Yeah, I'm telling you now. There's there a is. movie in yeah. it. 
again, I want a fucking scene. <laughs> I should have brought your man up tonight. You, you should know, have, you should have. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Do you believe like you were born to do this? Yeah, there's never been, like I've been through jobs and stuff. and Yeah. Going through school and stuff and I don't know if I, yeah, I was born to do it, but I was just so stubborn and so like, this is what I'm going to do. Like, yeah, I think you need that stubbornness as well. To So like, do you think that if you had, if it was something else, like we'll say, I don't know, gardening, if you got gardening when you were seven, would, no, do you I feel like this, it was boxing? Yeah, literally I had this argument with my girlfriend yesterday and I was asking Niall and stuff about it as well. She said, if someone works just as hard as you they can be as as good as you and I said no like yes I was love that it's just it was a debate like I said no I was born to like, no matter how hard and I use a person as an example I said no matter how hard they work if we do the same camp or whatever they'll never beat me because yeah. I, I just have like I we call it the x factor yeah and I just think I have the x factor like yeah um, whether that's like how you're born where your brain just picks up to certain things differently than another yeah. person or your body type is is different i don't know but yeah i definitely think like me height me reach everything i feel like i was i was made for it like definitely yeah, yeah. Well, you're a very unusual body shape for a boxer very, anyway very aren't strange. you <laughs> <laughs> i'm still trying how, to get my head how, how high how, well, how, how high, high are you, are you? <laughs> <laughs> i'm not high at all <laughs> how tall are you I'm six foot two. Put down that joint for your fuck's sake. Six foot two, two, six foot three, maybe now. No way. Yeah. yeah. Um, Somehow. So I actually checked my weight yesterday, it was 67.5 or something. My tracks are bottoms on. Like, I'm not, I don't sit like crazy heavy. Holy shit, Gary. Yeah, just, just freaking nature. I've just been, there is another. Fighter Paul Williams, do you remember him? He's yeah, in a wheelchair yeah, now. Yeah, I used yeah, to watch him. Yeah. He used to throw a thousand punches a fight like that's why I used to watch him. No so way. his work rate was yeah, yeah, and he was like six foot two, I think, welterweight or light middleweight. Yeah. And people were going, Oh, he's a freak of nature and then yeah. I was like six foot two lightweight, fucking yeah. hell. Do you do you see how it could go to your advantage in terms of like the opponents of just how tricky it might be to replicate you in a camp, you know, on the you know, or Yeah, style. for that side, but definitely but Oh, I had that argument with somebody before as well. They said something, oh, blah, blah. It was actually a sparring partner. Oh, blah, blah, the height of you. And yeah. I was saying, are you saying if I wasn't the same height as you, I still wouldn't thump you around like I do now? Like, yeah. If I was the same height, I would still beat your ass. Like, yeah. you know? <laughs> so people do, people you think said, it's all height, but yeah, yeah, like, yeah. if I was five foot seven, I'd still be here where I am now. Yeah. It is an advantage, but... <laughs> You're definitely, uh, you're definitely the tallest, it. the tallest fighter I've ever interviewed. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you kidding me? Six three? Who else would there be? That's madness. Yeah, Phoenix no, Bruce. like who else? Uh, no, unless well, I'm waiting like, for Tyson Fury. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> even standing, like I'd be, in, I'd be in Belfast, whatever, and I'd stand behind, or stand beside Stephen Ward, like, and I'm the same height as him. Like he's, like, uh, oh, Stephen Ward, actually, yeah, I well, have like, interviewed I'm him before. Similar yeah. height to him, like, yeah, I'm, like yeah. you're a light heavyweight. I like, don't so know easy. why you are very, seem very different. Maybe it's because you're so thin as well. Do yeah, you know I'm what lanky. I mean? Like you can yeah. notice how tall I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I never actually never even recognised it with Stephen. Yeah, Ward, because yeah. they've like when when you have a heavyweight or a light heavyweight, they they feel it out. Exactly. So I mean, they don't. I'm still uh... trying to fill it in. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get there eventually. 
Let, me, reti- let me retire first. <laughs> Can't wait to see you fighting the heavyweight. <laughs> <laughs> um, before I let you go, obviously everything's kind of up in the air with like what's going to happen in April and yeah. different bits. But um, in terms of like goals this year or things that are happening. Yeah. Um, see when everything gets back. I was due to fight Maxi Hughes, but he didn't yeah. want it either. He pulled out the two days before all this shit happened. He pulled out. No way. Yeah, f- Is that out? Did people yeah, know that? He, yeah. No, it wasn't out. I, did, I didn't announce it because we were in talks with other opponents to get um, to get in before I announced that he was out. But he accepted it, accepted the purse, signed the contract, everything. And then two days later, I must have had a look on YouTube and come back and said, <sighs> I don't fancy it anymore. No injury. Like seven weeks out, eight weeks out, no yeah. injury, no nothing. I just don't want it anymore. So in fairness to him, he's 30 years of age and he's he's in the last year of his career. Like he doesn't, yeah. he knew he was probably being paid well, but like to, he wants to probably go out on a high as well you know so yeah um, yeah, we were in limbo then trying to get an opponent mm. so I was looking at the Scottish champion uh, 8-0 Calvin McCord yeah. he was due to fight Martin Quinn but Martin's not in the gym so we were trying to get him over um, would have been a nice one and then Urs Keita was yeah. offered that he was offered the fight for his WBC international that nearly came off no way. Yeah, that was close to coming off um, before that one was announced. And then he took another fight in Mexico. He just, maybe he was he was due to fight in Mexico or something. Yeah. But if that if he wasn't fighting in Mexico, it was, it was a possible one. And he's come back now and said that he'd be, he'd be interested in no that. Way. So, so that would be a nice nice step next. Absolutely. Um, especially because it builds the hype because yeah. him and Ray and stuff. Um, so yeah, get a ranking belt is mm. next on the list. Yeah, are are we entertaining the tweets with you and uh, Sugar Sean, Sean McComb? Yeah, like we will fight eventually. Like, yeah. there's no question about that. Like, mm. but it's what's the point in fighting now? Like, yeah. what's the point in fighting now when we can fight for bigger money? Oh, like, I don't both... want you to fight. I, I hate. I well, don't want be, anyone I know fighting know, each other. That'll be another one. Like Sean's clever. Like Sean knows it's strictly business. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll go into camp. We'll do our thing. We'll put on a show and we'll shake hands after. Like it's not. Yeah. People think boxers fucking have to hate each other and do mm. this. And it, like I've grown up sparring Sean and the high performance, and like we're both businessmen. We both in boxing. Obviously, we want to be the best. So there's that competitive edge. But we want we're businessmen. We want to make money. So we're not gonna fucking do something yeah. new. So fucking Michael on Twitter can <laughs> <laughs> can say, oh yeah, fair play this week, you know, <laughs> with an avatar as his fucking profile picture. Yeah. Or a fucking car or something. <laughs> Subaru and Pretzel. <laughs> Stop, will you? Uh, yeah. No, I try not to I try not to uh, uh, get involved in Twitter. Yeah. Twitter's the most dangerous. I, I use Instagram and I use Facebook and I kinda hold back from using Twitter as much because there's just so much like Yeah. It's mad. Twitter's mad. Twitter baffles me. Twitter Twitter I had to very quickly learn to um just delete. Mm. especially on Instagram and stuff like that just like anything that was I thought was that was toxic for me in terms of like anything that triggered me to like want to go <laughs> fuck when, you when you hear yeah, this yeah, one yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. fuck you you absolutely prick. like you know giving it the whole like you know what you can think of like a paragraph to send back uh, as well but you're just I'm like I'm like you know I get so e- like my ego just goes into overdrive yeah, like yeah, I'm gonna yeah. send this absolute shitstorm a fucking like exactly what I think and how much of a retard he yeah, is you right? know what like the whole way that, that Irish title fight the whole way up I was biting me tongue yeah I was getting to. messages as well off like his mates and stuff and it was like will I will I won't I and you know I actually got one 
And I bet once, um, this is a funny story, your man texted me, he was he replied to a story, oh, Fitzy's going to be hard to beat, uh, wee man has the heart of a lion or something. Yeah. And I was getting messed like this the whole way up, and it was like the week before, I was making mine, and I was like, fuck this. And I texted him back saying, yeah, no problem, uh, I hope you're there to see it. If you, any, if you need any tickets, give me a shout. I know it's going to be sold out. He texted me back saying, oh yeah, Fitzy's running out of 40 pounds. You wouldn't have two 40 pound <laughs> tickets, would you? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You can't win on the internet no, though. No, you, you can't win. No, I'll never win. I'll never beat the internet. No, no, no. Yeah. I'll never beat the internet. 50 <laughs> and 1. The, Twitter beat me. Yeah, literally but, like, that's a good t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I won't worry too much about the Twitter defeats, though. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. Before I let you go, last question. How would you like to be remembered? Um, Like, I wouldn't say, like, a cliche is people's champion, but, like, mm. not so much people's champion, but, like, someone who people can relate to. And, like, I'm just a normal lad from a fucking council estate, like, trying to trying to make it big. Like, and if, they, if we do make it big, I'll, I have plans me... My ma's house is on the, the second to the corner. So I have plans to buy the corner house and knock it into like one big mansion and have electric gates going around it. And this is a council estate and I'll just have a fucking <laughs> mansion in it, like, you know. And <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like, I'd go back to my roots. Like, I'm I'm, I'm from Nice, I'm from Sarto, and mm. that's how I'd like to be remembered. Like, I'm just, just a normal, normal lad that just wanted to make it big and did it like yeah. you know and and if there's kids out there thinking the same and you think it was where you're from or where you like nothing else matters like if you mm. if you want to if you want to do it you'll do it i've had teachers i've just like i said being stubborn like teachers family members everything like the whole way up people trying not not intentionally trying and tear you off your tracks but like oh what if this doesn't work oh what's your plan b you know and yes. I never ever thought of a plan B, like, mm-hmm. and that's why it was. Uh, the, and there was times where I struggled, um, losing, losing in the national elites to go to the Olympics. Davy Oliver beat me, mm. and he went to the Olympics then. And uh, no funding. You're told to be up for training on Tuesday to Friday with no funding, um, getting jobs. I worked in fruit and veg shops, and like there was times where I struggled and saying like, is this going to work? And then people try and pull you off, and even mates are oh, out on Friday nights. Mm. Oh yeah you're not training now but if you have a goal just stick to it yes just just I'm just driven like just driven and I know what I want and I know what it's going to take to get there Mm. you know like anybody can do that yeah so it's not a yeah I know I said I'm born to box and stuff but like hard work is a lot of it as well Mm -hmm. hard work is a lot of it that people don't see absolutely people see me out oh yeah they might say he does this and lives this life and knocks out this lab but like you don't see the hard work like mm. nobody will ever understand the work that goes into it either like getting up at fucking like I'm differently like, two o'clock in the morning just feel like running like out and do a 10k like you know stuff like that stuff like that is what separates you like you know yeah so yeah so if anyone sees you running the roads in Nice at two o'clock in the I'm morning I'm not being chased by the guards <laughs> 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 it probably could have been before. Maybe I was before, but no. That's in, that's when I was younger. Um, <laughs> Them days are gone. Yeah, no, as well. That's another thing. Boxing, like boxing, saved me as well from that. Yeah. Like, cause like I said, there's not there's. It was me plan A, and there was no plan B. Yeah. And 
when you start struggling with financially and you've a mother at home and sister at home, you could have went down the wrong road as well, you know, and it's yeah. very easy to do that, but just just sticking because people say to me in interviews and stuff oh if it wasn't for boxing what would you do and i can't answer it like yeah because i know what i would be doing but yeah it wouldn't be good you know so boxing saved me in that way mm. as well yeah so yeah but listen and and people wonder why young men get into that mm. you know we don't need to go into what it is but we all know mm. what it is you know yeah yeah and i i, I do try to to say to people you know when like you know, sat having dinner with people and people are going like, how, like, how could you do that? And, you know, go out and make an honest wage and there's always, there's never understanding. That's what I always like yeah, to pride myself Yeah, but it's always on. people living comfortably in their houses with their mas with their Range Rovers and, you know, yeah. nobody comes from, from uh, the council estate saying that like because you'll, you'll relate and you'll know exactly you have a single mother at home with, exactly. with, with a younger kid or like, you know, yes. it's very easy to fall into quick yeah. money quick money absolutely so yeah but that that's it and that's why it's so um uh honorable what you're doing and your mindset because of it you know what mm. i mean that like you'll 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 achieve everything that you want to achieve and you look back when you're 50 60 70 and you'll go you know you, you'll be able to write about your story yeah that's 100%. What makes it i'll so definitely great, write you know? a book that's in the works as well yeah yeah, yeah. unreal so again, I'd like a chapter. Yeah, you <laughs> Fight Connect TV. <laughs> Do I you remember. want to call Fight Connect or Lydia? <laughs> to you or to to Fight Connect? It's a work in progress, right? right, 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 right. We'll have a page where it's like I remember the day. Do you know it what? It'll go on that long. This journey, you probably actually will end up with a chapter. I know. Well. Yeah, because I'm someone. I'm like I keep saying to people. Of all the little shits I'm after interviewing, someone has to make it. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Someone has to make it. Um, but listen, thank you very much. I appreciate you coming in. Yeah, it was a pleasure. During uh, the, the absolute uh, zombie apocalypse that's out there. Madness. And listen, thank you very much for your honesty. Yeah, no problem. I really appreciate that. And um, it was a really interesting chat. Mm. Thank you very much. I wish you all the best. Yeah, thanks very and much. I'm, I'm, I'm looking I, forward to getting back to it now. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm getting uh, eager to get back in there. But Absolutely. Look, until we do, just lock down in the gym. Yeah, and I'm looking, forward to, I'm, I'm looking forward to the journey. Do you know what I mean? I'm gen- you, 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 you give off that energy where like people like me are excited yeah, to yeah. be around us. You know I, what I mean? I, I think I've learned that as well, is enjoying the journey as well, yeah. you know? You can't get so fixated on the start about... Uh, about the destination and where you're going to end up, but yeah. you have to enjoy what's going on like Listen, as well at the same time, you know. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Because this time that you have now, and if you read any books on people or watch any interviews with people who've made it, and you, and, and you ask them about, or you you watch them being asked about, like what when what was the good times, mm. and they always say it was the it was the struggle, getting it there. was getting there, the, yeah. like yeah. you know the that's the challenge, struggle. like isn't it? That's yes. that's the bit that that's why you started, I suppose, as well. That, like you start off as not ranked, yeah, and nobody, mm. and then you've to climb to number one, like yeah. it's a climb, like so. Yeah. Yeah, I can understand when when Fury like when he beat Klitschko, he said like that the climb there was yeah. nothing. What does he do now? You know? Yeah, so absolutely. You have to have plans after boxing too. Definitely, definitely. 
But yeah, we'll listen. We'll keep trucking we'll, on. We'll worry about the plans after yeah. when we get there. We'll get this job done. For us. <laughs> yeah. This we'll small you... job. <laughs> <laughs> we'll what? get you back in. We we'll get yeah, you back yeah, in yeah. ten years, right? Uh, but listen, thank you very much. Looking forward to the next stage in the journey, as we're saying. Um, uh, and we'll leave it there. Thank you very Thanks much, uh, yeah. Gary Cully, for the first exchange. You're welcome. Thank you very much.